When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'll tell you this, I'd feel a whole lot better about things if right next to the good old Captain on the front of that Captain Crunch uh, box that I saw a little good for your heart sign, I'd feel much better about things. I unfortunately don't. (laughs) I will ride with the Captain any day of the week. He's my guy. He's number one in your power rankings? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. What's number two and three? Like, what else is up there? Uh, I would say uh, no crunch berries, by the way. I don't want berries with my Captain Crunch. No. No, got to uh, keep the fruit out of there. And, and, and even fake fruit, even sugar-filled fruit. No, no, no. Uh, I would say uh, that is number one. Uh, because I was always denied the sugary cereals for the most part as a kid, I don't have a great, like, you know, I'd look on the TV screen and, oh, my God, cookie crisp, little chocolate chip cookies for breakfast. Yeah. Gimme! Never allowed that. Never had it. Uh, never had any Count Chocula. I would say number two is the solid Apple Jacks. I okay. enjoy Apple Jacks. And uh, number three, you know, give me some Cheerios. I'm okay with the Cheerios. I like right. Cheerios. Yeah. You? Yeah. Lucky Charms near the top of the list. Every now and again, I have a hankering for a Kicks. You ever have Kicks? I'm familiar with their work. I never had it. Very specific flavor. Every yeah. now and again, it's just you have the craving. I wouldn't rank it towards the at the top or right next to the top, but every now and again, there's a craving. I tell you, every, I enjoy a good hankering. Yeah. Fruit Loops, every now and again. The Captain's always very good. Uh, Cookie Crisp was crazy because growing up, I think we had that once. That was where my mom drew the line. Like, <laughs> that was where it was. Okay, this is too much towards dessert. Yeah. Lucky Charms, no problem, because at least half of them weren't marshmallows. But Cookie Crisp was just straight up. I mean, talk about just the arrogance of just selling you cookies in a bowl for yeah. breakfast. And people being like, yeah, breakfast most important meal of the day. Let's yep. get some Cookie Crisp. <laughs> <laughs> That's just, that That was when the executives got in a room and said, let's see how far we can push this. And once, once Cookie Crisp got through, once American mothers accepted that, that's pretty much what opened up the floodgates for everything that's led to 2023. Yep. That's that's how we are where we are right now. Cookies for breakfast. <laughs> Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Uh, the breakfast is not going down too smoothly these days for Jim Harbaugh. What a transition right there, by the way. <laughs> well, wow, that's, that's it for this segment. I, I'll tell you what. Send ship it to this break. off to the Marconi folks right now because the way I tied that together in a neat little bow, uh, it's an absolute clinic. Send it to the schools of broadcasting around the country. Anyway. I have to hold on. I have to divert for one second. Yeah. That's always my favorite thing in TV and radio when there's the great transition because by nature, the transition being great gets you from point A to point B. But to halt the transition to applaud it and yes. to talk about how great it is <laughs> defeats the entire purpose of the transition being great, which is why I absolutely love when that happens. It's like, yeah. by the way, there's never been a better transition than that as you completely derail the point of the transition. <laughs> It's just me giving the audience a little <laughs> look behind the curtain of what's going on in the groundy old cabeza right here, buddy boy. Right. Anyway. So what was it? Cookie Crisp? What were we talking about? <laughs> Cookie Crisp paving the way for Trump. 
I relax, think. everybody. Relax. <laughs> We're just having fun this morning. We're just having fun. Everybody settle down. It's a radio show. It's two idiots. Do not take us serious. We never told you to take us serious. Nope. Except for right now. Except for right now. If you do, that's on you. That's not (laughs) on us. We can't be held responsible. Joseph, the the whole mess with what's going on at Michigan right now. uh, We had Heather Dinich on just a little while ago, ESPN's uh, senior college football writer, talking about where this is headed and the fact that In the next day or two, we could very easily have a suspension announced that could have Harbaugh missing a couple of games coming from the Big Ten. Here's Heather. Does this happen so quickly, which it very well could, that he is suspended for the Penn State game? Um, That's a possibility. And I think we will know sooner than later because Michigan Athletic Director Ward Manuel is on the College Football Playoff Selection Committee, and he did not go. He issued a statement yesterday saying – he wants to stay on campus to handle everything that's going on. He did not get into specifics, but he also did make it very clear that he's not stepping down from the CFP selection committee. He will rejoin them next week. Look, if Ward Manuel is staying on campus, it's going down quick and they're going to find out rather quickly. I just, I really am curious as to how Michigan goes about handling this. Do you fight it? Joe, do you immediately appeal any suspension to make sure that he stays on the field this week in a game that they have to have at Penn State? Or do you just get it over with and save all of your energy for getting to Ohio State at the end of the year? I'd say two things about this. Number one, there's no winning formula here for them to follow. Either way, I think you're doing your damage uh, either to accept the punishment now or to try to wait and see what happens. And then number two, I think at this point, I really have to wonder how much longer Michigan and Jim Harbaugh are going to be together. This is now potentially going to be the second suspension of the year. The other one was self-imposed because a harsher suspension was coming. There are issues with the NCAA that are not solved yet. And let's just call it what it is. Michigan tolerates Jim Harbaugh because they're winning the last couple of years. All right, so welcome to the Joe Fortinball School of Crisis Management when it comes to answering this question about what they should do. Let's look at the scenario. Penn State this week on the road, Maryland on the road the following week, home against Ohio State the following week. Those are your last three games before you get to the conference championship game. I think if you're Michigan, and this would never be something I would advise publicly if they brought me in as a consultant, but I would say this. Look around, you're going down. You're going down and you're going down bad. There is blood in the water. You can look at Jim and you can say, Jim, we know you're out of here after the year. You're not going to have to deal with this. But that doesn't mean Ohio State's going to be okay with all of us walking away from this thing. They're going to come after us. We're Michigan. So your job right now is to maximize this one last run you have at it before it all falls apart. Because when Harbaugh leaves, it's all going to fall apart. He's the one that brought them back. And when he leaves... Michigan between the sanctions and where they drop off to. I mean, let's let's face it. What high-level coach is going to want that job? A lot of them. You think Nick Saban's going to line up to jump to Michigan for the opportunity to coach all, with all those sanctions? No, 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 no. You're so pot committed at this point, you're going to see the river. You're going all the way to the end with this hand. So what you're going to do 
is you're going to wait for this to come down. You're going to delay as long as you can before you issue a response. That response is going to be your appealing. And then you are going to try to draw that appeal process out as long as humanly possible so you can get through the Ohio State game. And then if something needs to happen for the conference championship, eh, it's the Big Ten West, no big deal there. And then you figure out how to get ready for the playoffs. That's it. That's what you're doing if you're Michigan. You're, you're so far past the idea of right and wrong, following the moral or ethical or responsible compass. You're so pot committed to what's happening. This is it. This is your last season to make a run at it before it all falls apart again. You're not going to give in and serve a two-game suspension and possibly lose at Happy Valley this weekend. No siree, Bob. Well, here is Harbaugh on whether or not the criticism uh, bothers him. Nobody's uh, wants criticism or, you know, and that's why I work so hard to do everything right on and off the field. Been that way for a long time, you know, since since I was 22 years old. But if the criticism is directed me and not on my adolescent kids at home or the players on the football team, then I'm okay with it. Give it all to me. That's fine. But, Jim, you're the one in charge of it. Like, this is... Even if you can... That's not, what we're doing. Isn't that what we're doing? We, yeah. Jim, we're already blaming you. We've nobody's been blaming, blaming you. Nobody's blaming the kids. Yeah, nobody's I didn't think it was a family else. thing. I, it's, it's you. I'm yeah. looking at you. We're all looking no, at you. No, we got that part. We're squarely looking right at you. <laughs> and it's not even like... Even if they somehow don't have direct evidence that ties Harbaugh to this, which I'm sure is going to be very difficult to find because... Coaches are going to naturally insulate themselves from that, even though they know what's going on. You're still going to have the oversight thing, right? The lack of oversight of what you're in charge of. I, I just, I think this is, as much as we're going to love all of the stupid drama that will exist during the college football playoff, I really don't buy that the college football playoff committee is rooting for Michigan to make it. I don't I I think they want to be able to wash their hands of this thing and they are praying that Michigan loses between now and the end of the season. I think they absolutely are. I'm in the opposite camp. I think they want them to run the table. And if they run the table, they don't have to worry about the whole, well, the resume wasn't good enough. Nope, you'd have gone to Penn State and beaten the Nittany Lions. You'd have beaten Ohio State, a top-five team. You'd have won your conference championship. You're undefeated. There's no way to keep you out. And then college football has the ultimate villain. It's got a massive fan base and alumni base supporting Michigan, and then it will have the rest of the world rooting for them to fall. But everybody will tune in. And that is ultimately what this is. This is a TV show. And we want great villains. We want Johnny Bananas. For those people out there that watch the challenge, we need great villains. And Michigan is the all-time villain coming into this year. Saban's getting to be too old to be a villain. It's kind of like the old grumpy granddad. You still love him. You love him now. And his Alabama program isn't as dominant, so he's not as big a villain. We need villains. And Dabo's trying hard, but he's not winning. Harbaugh's the guy. Michigan in the playoff does the best ratings. They're the team that needs to be in the playoff more than anybody else when it comes to that stuff. Because at the end of the day, Carlin, you know as well as I do, this is about money. Every single person involved in this decision-making process regarding a suspension or any other punishment here is thinking about money first and foremost, just like Michigan was thinking about money when they were doing all this. Oh, I'm sorry, allegedly doing all this. Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. One massive decision in the NFL that was made yesterday could change everything in the race. 
for the number one pick. It's next. I'm Carlin. He's Joe. We go head-to-head every day on ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Carlin versus Joe. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. Gave out the Sharks puck line and the Sharks money line earlier. Let's go to the Champions League, shall we? I think this game starts in about 43 minutes PSG, Paris Saint-Germain against AC Milan. We're going to play under two and a half goals, plus 110. AC Milan hasn't scored anything in three group matches yet. And by anything, I mean literally zero. They have not scored. Paris Saint-Germain, very... I don't even know if I'm saying that right. Does anyone know if I'm saying that right? I thought it was Paris Saint-Germain. I thought. I can assure you, I'm what I'm saying is my me guessing. That's okay. all I'm doing is guessing. I Now that I realize it, I literally just came into this segment saying, I'm going to guess the name. And I and I could have just stuck with PSG, and that would have been fine. Are you confident in your answer? Here we go. Here's what I got here, looking it up quickly. Paris Saint-Germain. I wasn't even close. I got all three wrong. Paris? Paris Saint-Germain. Yeah, that's an offer on that one. That's why we're playing the under. We're not picking a side here. Can't figure out the names. Can't pronounce them. Too many problems. Under two and a half goals. Look, I can give you stats. I wrote down some stuff. The reality is I got a tip from a friend who does this stuff. So uh, pizza money number three. Under two and a half goals. PSG AC Milan. What do you got in the Bundesliga? <laughs> Need a little action. I'll tell you. Bundesliga was one of the first to come back during uh, COVID. So I was oh, fine. I know. 
<laughs> I know. I was doing a show in New York, and I did. We had so few topics. Let's do a Bundesliga update. And I, yeah. I commissioned some guy on Fiverr to, in German, uh, basically yell into an intro. Of, Here is your Bundesliga update. <laughs> but he did it in German. Uh, I have Germans. never, and probably will never again, bet as much NASCAR as I was betting during COVID. <laughs> Because that was like the only thing going. Did you ever find yourself betting like the the table tennis in Asia? No, no. Doug did. My friend Doug, he was all <laughs> over it. The the Russian ping pong, which shall we say, some of the results perhaps not necessarily above board. Really? Yeah. Are you shocked? Russian ping pong during COVID wasn't above board. That really caught you off guard, there, huh? You better say it allegedly. Yeah, it was. It's alleged. Allegedly, we couldn't trust the outcomes of the Russian ping pong we were illegally streaming here in the states. It's Carla versus Joe on ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel eighty. I am I am absolutely blown away by the fact that Jonathan Gannon said this yesterday, the Cardinals head coach. All right, so uh, plan for quarterback this week. Um, Kyler's going to continue to ramp up. He'll take the one reps, and if the week goes well, he will start on Sunday. Um, so, pleased where he's at right now. We'll see how the week goes. Okay, so let's just be clear about something, all right? Number one, the Cardinals are in the driver's seat for the moment for the number one overall pick. They are one and eight, and if the draft was today, they would have it. Number two, Kyler Murray, should he get injured and end his season, would have roughly $90 million in guarantees that would kick in on his contract that the Cardinals would then owe him. I understand the idea of wanting to see if Kyler Murray is in fact your guy for the future, but I don't need to see it that badly where I'm going to cost myself $90 million coming up. Well, risk costing it coming up. Risk. So, yeah, so it might not happen. Um, this this is bold right here. This is really bold because I think where some most of us. Bold, some would say, eh, maybe stupid. Yeah, where most of us are sitting here thinking to ourselves, yeah, you just sit them, you ride this out, you're in the driver's seat for the number one pick. You also have Houston's first round pick. Like, you could really get ready to turn this franchise around. They're out there saying, you know what? Uh, let's kind of try to figure out whether or not uh, Murray's the guy. So on one hand, yeah, this is the right thing. Make sure he's completely healthy. Get him out there. And if you really do believe there's a shot at this, well, then here you go with the evaluation process. And if it works out and all of your fears are alleviated and perhaps Murray's taken that next step towards being a leader and a culture guy, then boom, you don't have to go out and use any of those draft picks on a quarterback. You've got it figured out. You can go get Marvin Harrison Jr. out of Ohio State or some other playmaker to help the roster. But this is a big-time gamble. And I'm not even talking about the money part. I mean, if Murray is who Murray's been for quite some time, you're taking a major risk and not only losing the number one overall pick, but jamming yourself up financially. And is that what you're going to want? If he gets hurt, tears up a knee, and, he, and he's not the guy, you're going to want him around on the roster just holding you back for how many years? I don't know, Carlin. Right now, he makes pretty good sense as trade bait because that contract when it was signed looked pretty astronomical. But now that Burrow is signed and Lamar is signed and Justin Herbert is signed and Jalen Hurts is signed and we have the Russell Wilson deal and the Deshaun Watson deal and Patrick Mahomes getting ready to restructure, like Murray's deal doesn't look all that expensive. So other teams out there would be willing to take that on. So you got a great trade ship here. 
And one thing I would also point out, you've got, if you're the Arizona Cardinals, in the coming draft, Joe, you have six picks in the top 80. Woo, that's that a nice is, situation to be in. That is fixing your franchise quickly if you do things right. That is what that is. And, and I just think if you're going to risk it with Murray here, it's very, very difficult to justify that when you are in that kind of a position moving forward. In other words, just treat it as if you have seen enough already, and we are going to go and make sure that we completely revamp this from the beginning because, you know, Monty Ossenfort's not the guy that, that picked uh, Kyler Murray, and neither is Jonathan Gannon. I understand that everybody's getting along great. Let's see how that plays out. Hey, Joseph. Yeah. The man we thought was gone for good is back. Carlin versus Joe. Breaking news. Per Adam Schefter, the Los Angeles Rams are signing Carson Wentz. Oh, get the hell out of here. That's what this story is? Carlin versus Joe. Breaking news. Per Adam Schefter, the Los Angeles Rams are signing Carson Wentz. Wow. Uh, who, who do they have this week? I, I might be looking at the other team here. Uh, He's not going to play this week, week, I'd imagine. This week, do they not? I, I believe they have the bye this week. Let me double check that. Uh, wow. Rams, Eagles, uh, Dolphins all have the bye this week. Okay, uh, so yes. let's think of it like this. When he was in Philadelphia, had a good team around him, had Doug Peterson as his head coach, performed quite well, was on his way to an MVP award before he got hurt. Things went south. He went to Indianapolis. It didn't work out with Frank Reich. Then he goes to Washington. It doesn't work out with Ron Rivera. But now an opportunity in L.A. with the Rams under Sean McVay, who has a history of getting a lot out of his quarterback position. I mean, he got a lot out of Jared Goff, got him to a Super Bowl. He took Matthew Stafford to the next level. And now the idea of Wentz coming in is kind of fascinating, at least from a viewership standpoint, to see what he can do in that offense. You still got Cooper Cup. Uh, Puka Natua is there as well. So you got some playmakers at wide receiver. I don't know. I'm kind of intrigued. Kind of intrigued by it. For the moment, he's going to back up Stafford. They assume... No, I'm going to need to see him out there. I'm sorry, Matthew Stafford, but you can go ahead and rest at least one more game. (laughs) Well, because they have the bye, it sounds like they expect to see Stafford back right after the bye, but apparently they've seen enough for Brett Rippon to know it's time to try something else. Do you see Stafford playing past this year? No. I don't, and and I'll I'll tell you why. Um, Just talking to some people in and around the Rams situation, I don't don't think they're locked in that he's definitively retiring, okay? But I think there have been times over the last year and a half where the, the family options have certainly been considered in relation to that. Uh, you know, they're not. He certainly is not going to go play anywhere else if it ends with the Rams at this point. Yeah, like he's not going to pick up and try to stretch out his career. He's, you know, he's got. I think he's got like three kids and you know his wife, and they're all very happy in California. I just don't know that right now playing beyond this year physically makes a lot of sense for him 
when you think about what he has, all the abuse he has taken in his career. I mean, all that stuff that happened in Detroit adds up, man. And he hasn't exactly stayed healthy in Detroit in uh, in L.A. since the Super Bowl. So I I think that this could absolutely be it for Matthew Stafford. One word answer: If it ends after this year, is he going to the Hall of Fame? Yeah, probably. That's two words. All right, one word, probably. <laughs> That's like seven words, but you get the point. <laughs> Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. By the way, Rams currently have the sixth pick in the draft. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. In golden motion, they give it to HHM with great speed down the sideline. Nobody's going to catch him. Touchdown, Miami. What great speed on top of that. Safety takes a bad angle on it. I think he forgot who he was chasing and trying to tackle. That call courtesy of WQAM. It's one of the great stories of the league so far. A little bit banged up last couple of weeks, but hopefully back on the field right after the bye this week. He is Devon Achan, the rookie running back for the Miami Dolphins, who joins us, Carlin versus Joe, on ESPN Radio. Devon, it's Chris Carlin, along with Joe Fortenbaugh. How you feeling? What's going on, man? Uh, I'm feeling good, man. Thank you for having me. Uh, listen, we're thrilled to have you. First of all, uh, are we looking, tracking towards seeing you back on the field next week after the bye week? Um, I mean, I, and I ain't no, no set date right now, but, you know, I'm just I'm just looking forward, you know, to get, get back up to my teammates and recovery has been going well. So, so 
Here's something Carlin wanted to ask earlier, but I'm going to jump right in. The speed that you've demonstrated throughout your entire life, going back to high school in Missouri, I believe it was, Texas A&M now, Tyreek Hill on your roster. Who's truly the faster guy between you two? <laughs> I mean, of course I would say me. Um, but I feel like, you know, if you ask him the same question, he would say he is. So, I mean, you really just never know. I mean, it all just depends on the day. And I mean, of course, at this moment, I'm going to say I am. Uh, okay, but at any point, are we actually going to set this up where the two of you go head-to-head on the practice field, or you just turn it into a pay-per-view event? That's yeah, basically that's what it is. that's the way to do it. Get paid for it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, if you're down to do it, then, you know, I'm, I'm down. But, I mean, if, if it comes down to it, you know, I mean, we always joke around about, you know, who the fastest is and that, but. I mean, it just be jokes, man. I mean, I don't think, you know, nobody really cares. Like, well, we don't care. Like, for race, it's just entertainment to us. You know, we just here to play football, so. Hey, Javon, just take us through what the whole experience has been like making the transition from college into the NFL this year and what your experience in Miami's been like so far. Um, It's been great, man. I, I, I can't say, like, my hardest part for me was probably, like, you know, OTAs, like, just, just getting through training camp, just based off, like, getting up early and staying, like, late. You know, that was just, like, my biggest part of the thing. But as far as, like, in season, I feel like my transition been, you know, pretty smooth. You know I mean? Learn the playbook, learn all the plays as far as, you know, the packages that we've been running. But, I mean, I feel like just based off the help, I have great teammates and great coaches. So I'm just blessed to be in the position that I am. So they made it easy for me to learn, and it just helps me with the game of football. You know, speaking of the coaches, we're fascinated with Mike McDaniel as a head coach. Every time he speaks, he seems to be one of those guys who's just wise beyond his years. What's it like playing for McDaniel? Uh, he's a, he's a great coach, man. Like the stuff that he says and does it for like the cameras, like that's him. Like in like real life, like that he don't he don't act like that for cameras. Like that's how he acts. Like he's a great coach. You know, he has you know he has a sense of humor. Like just the way his character is. Like you know he he uh he uh, he he's the type of head coach that you know you come and have that conversation with and, and, and talk about anything. Like, he's a great coach, and, you know, I just I just feel like, like I said, I'm just blessed to be in this position, and I just feel like my other teammates, they, they, they feel the same way. Yeah, speaking of transition, that had to be a heck of a transition going from Jimbo to Mike McDaniel. How different has that been? Uh, I mean, it, it ain't no different. Like I said, I've I, I played football for a long time. I mean, I, I've been around. Like, I've been coached by multiple, multiple coaches. It's all about being coachable. Everybody, everybody don't have the same coaching style, but as long as you coachable, you can adjust. So I feel like you know it ain't, it ain't that hard being coached by different people. So, you know, on one hand, people have gotten very excited about what they've seen from Miami this season. You guys are clearly taking a step in the right direction from where you were last year. Explosive offense beating up on a lot of teams. And on the other hand, and you hear the narrative, your coach speaks about the narrative, that in some of these big games, it just hasn't gone the right way. You know, that message inside the locker room, obviously you guys are trying to overcome something like that, but how far away do you think it is from the moment where Miami takes that next step and is able to kind of shut everybody up? Um, every, I mean, every, 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 every game is literally one play away. Like, well, we know we know how great we is. We know how great we can be. Like you said, we just, like, we don't, you know, everybody say everybody always got that, Everybody got their opinions. You know, I just feel like, you know, us as a team, we we know what we do inside, like the locker room, the practice field. We know how hard we practice. And like you said, everything's going to play away. So we really don't be, like, as worried. We just, you know, we just go to next week and, and fix the things that, that that we can fix. And, like, um, like this ball week we got, you know, we just going to come back in ball week mentally and just be prepared to go the rest of these little weeks that we got. And we just going to play football. 
Dolphins rookie running back Devon Achan is with us. Carla versus Joe on ESPN Radio. Who's been a guy on the team that has kind of taken you under their wing? Um, I, I, uh, I, I know a lot of guys, man, especially the guys in the running back room as far as like Raheem, Jeff, Sal, and Alec. You know, them, them some of the guys, you know, they helped me around. And, you know, as far as like, you know, me learning the playbook. And just me, like being ready, and like them telling me like what to expect and, and how to move. So, you no, know, I have a I have a great running back room, and I'm just blessed to be in that position I am because you know they they're not obligated to do it, but just no, but just as that I'm in that room, and like I said, everybody we gonna set everybody accountable. So they just just I'm just thankful for them like helping me out in, in all the ways that they can. We were joking around with Jeff Saturday earlier about Peyton Manning back in the day sticking rookies with some checks. Have you gotten stuck with one of those checks with the entire crew going out to dinner yet? And how bad was it if you have? Uh, no, I, I haven't got there so far, but that's, that's, that's for sure going to come up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen, you're playing a lot of Call of Duty. Talk to me about that and the big launch coming up here on Thursday. Um, yeah, I, I'm. You know, I play a lot of Call of Duty. You know, I'm, I'm more of a. Um, I play like I'm more of a, like the Warzone type. I, mean, I stopped playing multiplayer a long time ago. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to excited for, for this new Call of Duty just to see like you know how different it's gonna be from the last one from the others. So you know, uh, uh, yeah, this is gonna be exciting, man. It's uh, you know, I got a lot of friends. You know, we all play and we all compete against each other. You know, say who gets the most kills and this and that. So I just can't wait for it to come out. What is the longest that you have sat and played at once? Uh, I don't know, man. I it, it, I, I didn't play for some hours, especially like if I ain't got nothing to do the next day. <laughs> like, I would literally sit down with the game all day. Like pe- my brother used to come in and be like, "But you ain't got to use the restroom. Like you ain't hungry." Because I literally sit there and play the game all day. love it Devon man listen appreciate the time good luck hope to see you back here shortly and thanks for giving us a few minutes all right thank you Devon Achan of the Miami Dolphins running back what is the longest that you ever sat and played a video game in one sitting uh I think it was about 26 hours holy well there was a reason for it uh a roommate and I in college Grand Theft Auto had come out it was the one before it was the one right before Vice City so I think it was like Grand Theft Auto 3 the one that kind of like really popped and we were we said we're going to give ourselves one week to beat this game and we got six days in and we were about to beat it and then like the memory card got wiped and we lost everything and had to start from scratch and we looked at each other and we were like look we said we were going to do it let's just blow everything off and do it and we went back through everything and just cleared it out in about just over a day it's like 26 hours oh my god i need a hell of a lot of chips to do that man a lot of chips and a good Hey, look, variety. if my answers frighten you, you should cease asking scary questions. That's a fair point. Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. One baseball manager fired, or one baseball team fired their manager yesterday. Well, they did it uh, even after they had already hired a new manager. <laughs> Unbelievable. Will an NFL team follow that lead? It's next, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, 
board. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Nobody wants criticism or, you know, and that's why I work so hard to do everything right on and off the field. What's kind of been your reaction? Do you think that the conference needs to take action now, immediately, or? I'm thinking like most people in this room are hopefully thinking. I'll leave it at that. That part of it's kind of crappy, right? I just want everything to be fair. That's all I care about. I think I've already kind of covered this in terms of what we do and how we communicate to our players, to our team during games. But I'm going to leave it at that because less is more. Everybody's got an opinion on exactly how far this is going with Jim Harbaugh and what's acceptable and what's not as we continue to wait to see if he will be suspended by the Big Ten. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Joseph, uh, one thing is interesting when you tie this all together. You look at yesterday and what the Chicago Cubs did. They had a manager in uh, David Ross who... Yeah, had a couple of down years prior to this season because he really didn't have some great rosters. He made the playoffs in 2020. This year, they bounced back. They win 83 games. Looks like the Cubs are heading the right direction. All of a sudden, Craig Council's available, and David Ross is gone before he can even blink, and they're paying Craig Council $40 million over five years. You look at the Jim Harbaugh situation, and I think we're operating under an assumption collectively that this is going to be it at Michigan for him and he's going to head on to the NFL is Harbaugh somebody given his NFL history that automatically if you're a team with a coach that you feel okay about but you don't necessarily think is definitively your guy for the long term that you're firing immediately to hire Jim Harbaugh I think there's a bunch of teams that would. I think one team already fired its head coach and would love to have Jim Harbaugh. This is about winning, pure and simple. Some organizations may have different values. Some organizations may need a head coach and could look at the situation with Harbaugh in Michigan and say, all right, between that, between the way I saw it end in San Francisco where he had an issue with the owner in Jed York. You but know, also perhaps, took the team to the Super Bowl. Also took the team to the Super Bowl. Of course, we know about all the good. But yeah. if you're going to sit there, I think there would be some guys that might weigh some of the other other issues and say, you know what, 
I can probably get a solid candidate. There's some other guys I like that might not necessarily come with the baggage. I'm going to pass. I don't think there'd be a lot of teams that would say that. Harbaugh gives you a chance to win. He's won everywhere. He won at San Diego. He won at Stanford. He won with the Niners. He's won at Michigan. He has won everywhere. Everywhere. So yeah, you're going to have to consider him. But I could see if a one or two coaches might want to pass because one of the other things about Harbaugh, in addition to him winning everywhere, he's not really anywhere for all that long. Michigan's been a long run, but before that, it wasn't all that long in San Francisco, Stanford, or San Diego. He was building himself up, and I think most guys would want to think, I'd love to have a coach for 10 or so years. It's very rare in this day and age, but you want to have what Kansas City has. If you hire Harbaugh, you are hiring him for four years. That's what you're you doing. think that's what it is? Like the Absolutely. mindset has to be we're doing one contract and that's it. Absolutely. Because he's probably lasted a little okay. bit. It's lasted a little bit longer in college because they cycle through players. Yeah. You know, in NFL they do too, but um, there are still players that are going to be there for those four years or, or three years and are going to tire of him. And that's why in the league I tend to think that the patience on him runs out a little bit sooner. But if you're going to say to hell with it, we got to go try to win one in the next four years. You're the Chargers. You're doing that. You're absolutely doing that. You're, let's say you are the Carolina Panthers. Are you doing that? I got Bryce Young. I got to get the most out of this guy. Yeah. We're not going anywhere with Frank Reich right now. Yeah. You New Orleans Saints, are you doing it? You're doing it without thinking twice. Yeah. There's there's a bunch of teams here where you you would you would love to be in that conversation. The Saints would love to be in the Harbaugh conversation. Tampa Bay, Carolina would love to be in the Harbaugh conversation. I think if you're Arizona, you might look at your situation and say it's only been one year, but if we've got the number one pick and we could get Jim Harbaugh, why wouldn't we want to pair Harbaugh with Caleb Williams if we could make that work? Chicago, without a shadow of a doubt, would love to bring him into the fold. Um, the Washington Commanders make a lot of sense because you have a new ownership group coming in and you're probably going to run a reboot and new owners want to make big splashes, right? These dudes are used to winning, succeeding, and making money. They don't want to buy an NFL team and then be in the basement for the next six years. They want to sh- play with their new toy and they want to take it out on the road for a spin. Chargers, yes. Raiders, yes. Uh, looking around, I'm not sure how many other uh, I'll teams. I'll give you one and I want to get the opinions of Handman and, and Evan on. They're both Jet fans. Would you fire Robert Sala to hire Jim Harbaugh right now, Evan? Yes. Yes. Handman? I agree with that, yeah. I, they should have hired Jim Harbaugh when they hired Rex Ryan. I love Rex. He did a great job, but it was between Rex and Jim, and they probably should have hired Jim. Hmm. Interesting. Still still open open wounds from that one. For How about Robert Kraft? Patriots? I mean, Kraft would probably pay him a fortune, right? Kraft will bring him in and say, why don't you be the Do you want to be the guy to follow up Belichick? You see, generally, you don't want to be the guy to follow the guy. You want to be the guy who follows the guy who follows the guy. guy. But (laughs) Belichick's kind of worn it out over the last three years that the next guy up isn't really going to have to live with that legacy. Like if Belichick had left when Brady left, oh my God, it would have been impossible, right? It's like following Coach K. That is not an easy situation to follow up. But given the fact that the last three years have been problematic and everyone's kind of braced for the departure of Bill Belichick. Yeah. I don't think it's as big of a deal anymore. So what we are saying right now is that Jim Harbaugh is going to have his choice of jobs. Yeah. I would say without question. I mean, if he comes to the NFL, I'd have to say minimum of five teams minimum. Like why would you not be interested in bringing him in unless you somehow grab some other highly prized candidate but do you think new orleans is moving on from dennis allen 
They better be. I mean, you. you, you I, I can't imagine they, they would be. want to keep going the direction they're going. They, they, they're one of these teams that better understand that just because you're on top of the division doesn't mean you're a division leader, right? You're there because everyone else stinks, not because you're good. Okay. Oh, we've got, well, uh, here it is, Joe. Breaking, breaking news. Aaron Rodgers, in his weekly spot of the Pat McAfee show, offered a vague expectation, according to Rich Cimini, on when he hopes to return. Quote, a few fortnights, he said. This was the first time since his injury he offered any sort of timeline. Asked about his, quote, few weeks comment last night to Derwin James, Rogers said that it was made tongue-in-cheek, adding that it's not anywhere near a realistic timeline. He said he's definitely, obviously ahead of schedule, but a long way off from being under center. See, this is why it's dangerous, right? Like, first of all, it's it's such a big chuckle fest with Derwin James to say, oh, a couple of weeks. Uh, it really, <laughs> I, honestly, go try out the material at Caroline's in the city. Let, let's go do that. And, and then this is the danger, Joe, in continuing to kind of tease the situation. It's not happening. So stop doing everything out on the field to make people think it's happening, going before the game and throwing 60-yard bombs to get attention. Do you know the definition of Fortnite? It's two weeks, isn't it? Yeah, very good. Yeah. There's an upset. Like the Sharks beating the Flyers tonight. Well, how wow, would you know? Hurt. You didn't have the guts to jump onto that one. Hey, man, what were you saying about six? So he said a few, so that'd be six weeks. Well, give or take. You know what? I'm not convinced he knows what Fortnite means, so let's all just relax a little bit. 